Juicy Smollier is convicted for lying about Juicy Smollier paying Juicy Smollier's friends to fake a hate crime against Juicy Smollier. And we walk down memory lane, remembering our elite's response to the Smollier race hoax. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Thousands of my listeners have already secured their internet. Join them at expressvpn.com slash pen. Speaking of which, using the internet without ExpressVPN, it's a very dumb idea. It's basically like leaving your computer just on a coffee table shop at the airport unlocked for anyone to look at. Perhaps it will be there when you get back, or perhaps it will not. Why would you leave all your information out there for anybody else to grab? Use ExpressVPN instead. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet, so your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. The best part is that using ExpressVPN is as easy as just closing your laptop and putting it in your backpack and walking away. You fire up the app, you click one button, and you are now protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by Mashable, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like me and you believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash Ben today. Again, use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Ben. You can get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Ben. Use it today. Protect your data from prying eyes. Expressvpn.com slash Ben. All righty. So, Jesus Millier may end up in jail. When I say may, that's because he has not been sentenced yet. He faces up to 20 years in prison because he was convicted on five of the six counts brought against him. According to the New York Times, a jury in Chicago found the actor Justice Mullier guilty on Thursday of falsely reporting to the police he had been the victim of a racist and homophobic assault in 2019, an attack investigators concluded was a hoax directed by the actor himself. With its finding, after more than nine hours of deliberation, the 12-person jury indicated it had chosen to believe the accounts of two brothers who testified that Mr. Smollett had asked them to mildly injure him as part of a publicity stunt. I love that I love that the New York Times has to phrase it this way. The, the jury chose to believe the two. There was no evidence for any other account. Like Jesse Smollier literally had no plausible account of anything that happened other than what actually was the truth. It wasn't just that the defense had no defense. It was that the defense's attempts at a defense were so laughably bad that there was no possible way for a rational human being to come to any other conclusion than that Jussie Smollier had staged an attack on Jussie Smollier. And frankly, I'm glad to live in a country, I think Jussie Smollier should be very glad to live in a country where his attacker is going to prison. I mean, it's sad that they're going to be sharing a cell, but it's, it's kind of the best thing that ever happened in the history of mankind. According to the New York Times, Mr. Smollett, wearing a dark gray suit and a blue shirt, sat upright in his chair, hands clasped, staring at, directly at the jury just after the verdict was read. Daniel Webb, the special prosecutor who handled the case, said afterwards Smollett only made matters worse by continuing to stand by his account at trial. Though that, that of course, is, is very, very, very true. Okay, so in a second, we're going to go through the entire history of the Jusissimilier saga because it is so illuminating about what America's media life is is right now, how the elites view the rest of the country, the massive disconnect between this little bubble of people who will believe any narrative that casts America in an evil, racist light, and actual reality where people like Jussie Millier in American society, celebrities who are double minorities because he's gay and black, they're not treated as outcasts in American society. Far from it. Yeah, the fact is that Jussie Millier 
was believed and cherished and treated as a victim because there are elites in our society who believe that everyone like Jussie Smollier is a victim and therefore should receive special benefit, should receive special treatment. Okay, and, and the reality, again, is, is very different when it comes to crime stories from what the media would have you believe. Wilfred Riley, who's a college professor who writes for Commentary Magazine sometimes, really, really great. Wilfred Riley is a black commentator on, on race and crime. He says, you know, the media tried to say that the Jussie Smollier incident, as originally narrated, narrated by, by Jussie Smollier, was indicative of broader trends in American public life. He tweets out this morning, but there are real Jussie Smolliers. Uh, bruh. Violent interracial crime involving blacks and whites is about 3% of all serious crime. And of that 3%, about 80% is black on white. Yep. But that's not the narrative that, that the media are attempting to propagate. And so Jussie Smollier became a national news story with everyone just, we have to believe him, even though it was the least plausible story ever. Okay, it was a, it was a super non-plausible story. It was as plausible as the story that Michael Jackson had naturally sired children, right? There are stories that just aren't plausible. And you can look at them. You can see right from the outset that they're not plausible. And maybe you hold back. Maybe you say, okay, I'm not going to jump on this one. I'm just going to wait and see what evidence emerges. But our entire media infrastructure, our entire political infrastructure went into overdrive to try and use the smoulier incident as the tip of the evil American iceberg. And even now, the media are trying to buy this back. It's hysterical. Even now, the media are trying to say, well, conservatives, this doesn't mean that, that your case is helped. Great piece today from Jahan Jones over at MSNBC titled, What Conservatives Should Realize Before They Relish the Juicy Smillier Verdict. Oh, tell me. Tell me, sir. I wait with bated breath. The actor, Juicy Smillier, has been found guilty of lying to police in 2019 when he claimed he was the victim of a racist homophobic attack in Chicago, bringing to a close one of the more bizarre high-profile celebrity cases in recent memory, says this columnist for MSNBC. Smollier told police in 2019 he had been assaulted by two masked white men who shouted pro-Trump slogans, poured a bleach-like substance on him, tied a rope around his neck. But two brothers, Abimbola and Olabingo Usandero, testified that Smollett asked them to stage the attack. Abimbola Asandero, who said he was friends with Smollett at the time, accused the actor of orchestrating the incident to draw media attention to actual hate mail he received in 2019. By the way, I have doubts about the actual hate mail in 2019, given the fact that made it a massive issue. Said, Why aren't people paying attention to this hate mail that I received that basically looks like I signed it? Olabinjo Asandero told prosecutors Smollett had this crazy idea of getting attacked by two Trump supporters so he could post it on social media. Smollett held throughout the trial the incident was not a hoax. Nonetheless, the strange, seemingly ever-changing details in the case have provided nearly three years' worth of material for comedians and online commentators. Some of it has been quite funny, in fact, says this columnist for MSNBC. Even more comical, in my view, was the predictable conservative outrage over Smollett's allegations. Conservatives took to social media in 2019 to express outrage over the dropped charges. How dare someone make such a heinous claim about followers of their dear leader, they screeched. Violent masked white guys who shout Trump slogans and use chemical agents to attack victims? Many on the right shamed those of us who knew such a claim was totally plausible. And then the January 6th insurrection happened. Yes, this is their defense to everything is January 6th. Or alternatively, you are so unbelievably full of crap. Okay, that is the alternative. The alternative is you guys are unbelievably full of crap. There's no defense to the fact that you fell for this because it was ridiculous from the outset. Oliver Darcy over at, at Brian Stelter's newsletter on CNN is also trying to play the game where conservatives are wrong for chortling over the outcome of this, this verdict. He says that it, it's really bad because this, is, this means that conservatives are going to use this in order to attack media credibility. Guys, you don't need any help. You've destroyed your own credibility. You are Thelma and Louise over that cliff, in that caddy, flying. Okay, you don't need our help for gravity to apply. 
Gravity just applies to you. You were stupid enough to buy all of this. You were Brian Stelter went on air and portrayed this as fact. And now you guys are upset because conservatives are pointing out that you have no credibility and you guys are a mockery. Okay, so it's time to go back in time just a little bit too, to the original Juicy Smilier story. So you'll remember that Juicy Smilier was an actor on a show called Empire. Empire, of course, is a show that is largely watched by black Americans. Not a lot of racist whites watching Empire. That's just not a thing. So Juicy Smilier was staying in Chicago and he told CNN, okay, this is, this is the, the way CNN reported this story, January 16th, 2020. Empire actor Juicy Smilier was attacked in the early morning hours on Tuesday in what Chicago police are calling a possible hate crime. Smollett was attacked by two people who were yelling out racial and homophobic slurs and poured an unknown chemical substance on the victim, police said. One of Smollett's alleged attackers also put a rope around his neck, according to police. Both fled the scene. Smollett took himself to Northwestern Hospital and is in good condition, authorities said. As of Tuesday evening, a Chicago police spokesperson told CNN that investigators canvassed the neighborhood where the reported attack occurred and have found no still images or video from security cameras of the incident. The only image of Smollett police obtained from security cameras was inside a Subway sandwich shop near the location of the reported crime. The actor was seen standing alone. Chicago police detectives continue to investigate the serious allegations, according to the PD spokesperson, Anthony Guglielmi. Okay, this is the original report. Guglielmi said detective teams would broaden their search, work around the clock to look for video on traffic cameras, buses, and neighboring streets. Okay, so the way that the Juicy Smilier narrated this crime, it was 2 a.m. in Chicago, in the middle of a polar vortex. It was like zero degrees outside. And Juicy was hungry for a Subway sandwich. So first of all, this is an implausible story. I don't know a single human being exists on planet Earth who has ever gotten up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. in a polar vortex to go to Subway. That is really not credible. First of all, no slur on Subway, but they, they had a kosher Subway in LA for a little while. Um, it's not good. It's certainly not the kind of food that drives you out at 2 a.m. in a polar vortex. But don't worry, the sandwich will come back into the story momentarily. So Juicy goes down to Subway. He's happily munching on his sandwich as he walks the streets of Chicago. And we're, we're talking about like kind of the Tony area of Chicago. Yeah, this is like the bluest area of the blue areas of Chicago. He is, he's walking the streets 2 a.m. when suddenly, out of nowhere, he's attacked by two red-hatted, presumably MAGA-hatted, white men. White men. And they shout at him that he is a, that he is a F-word, N-word. Right? F-word for gay person, N-word for black person. From Empire. So apparently, we have found the only true Trump supporters on planet Earth. This is the original story that was, deemed, as you'll see, deemed unbelievably credible by everyone. The, these, these are the only two Trump supporters who have ever seen Empire or heard of Empire, as it turns out. And they're huge Empire fans, except they really hate that there's a black gay guy in a show that's entirely about black people. So they start yelling slurs, as you see. And then one of them takes a clothesline and wraps it around Juicy's neck, and he begins to fight them. He begins to fight them. And then another one of them takes a bottle of a bleach-like substance and starts pouring it all over Juicy. Nobody knows why. It doesn't even make any internal sense, this story. And finally, Juicy fights his way free. And in it, heroically, never loses the sandwich. <laughs> heroically, when he emerges, there's tape now, yeah, we, we find tape. When he emerges from underneath the area where he is being attacked by these MAGA-hatted, by, by, by Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon, when, when, after this happens, Jussie emerges with his 
Subway sandwich clutched in hand. So first of all, just got to say, Subway is missing a, an unbelievable branding opportunity. Because if you are Subway, this guy loves Subway sandwiches so much that he is willing to not only fake a racial attack, but hold on to the sandwich during the racial attack, undermining his entire case and eventually landing himself in prison because he loves Subway that much. Forget Jared. I mean, you probably should forget Jared. It turns out that that, that got awkward. But Juicy as a substitution for Jared, pretty solid stuff. Okay, fine. So then Juicy goes home and he calls the cops and the cops show up. And when they arrive, Jussie is still wearing the clothesline around his neck, which is an odd fashion choice. And the police are like, can we have your phone, sir? So that we can see your location. And, and he's like, no. Well, that's suspicious. <laughs> he's like, no, you can't see my phone. He, of course, because he'd been texting the two guys that, that, he, that he actually, you know, hired. And, and by the way, Jussie is such an idiot. And when Jussie hired people to commit a crime against him, he did it by check. To commit a federal crime, he signed a, uh, to commit a federal hate crime, he signed a check to make that happen for himself, which is just the best. It's just the best. Okay, so in a second, we're going to get to Jussie Smulier's treatment by the media. We're going to get to Jussie Smulier, what he told everybody at the time, because it is spectacular and wonderful and just great. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, let's talk about the pillow that you use each and every night. So the pillow that I use is my pillow, and my pillow wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on my pillow's mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, my pillow is offering a buy one get one free offer on Giza sheets. These are top quality sheets. You will love them. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials for the buy one get one free offer on the Giza sheets. Use promo code DAILYWIRE at checkout or call 800-651-1148. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including pillow, slippers, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. That's MyPillow.com. Enter Daily Wire or call 1-800-651-1148. Tell them that Daily Wire sent you. That is 1-800-651-1148. MyPillow pillows, there's a reason they're so popular, because they are just excellent. I'm, I'm away from home right now. I don't have my MyPillow, and that is one reason I'm not sleeping great. Can't wait to get back home. Hop on that MyPillow. You should get one as well. Give them a call, 800-651-1148. MyPillow.com, enter code DAILYWIRE. The deals are not going to last forever. Call right now. Okay, so the actual minute-by-minute narrative we'll get to in a moment. But first, you have to, you have to hear Jussie's account in his own words. So first of all, it does raise the question as to who the casting director was in Hollywood who thought that Jussie Smulier should ever have been cast in anything. Because he's an actor. And one thing that you're supposed to be able to do as an actor is act. I thought that was actually implicit in the name actor. But it turns out that Juicy is not only, first of all, never let actors write their own lines. It's always a mistake. It's just whenever an actor is like, I, I think this line is bad. I'm rewriting it. And when you let the actor write the plot, whoo, it's, it's a rare actor who can pull that off. Juicy was not that guy. So he wrote a really bad plot with really bad dialogue, and then he reenacted it in front of all of us. He went on Good Morning America with Robin Roberts, and, uh, and he was asked about his message to the gay community. Mm. What do you say to a young gay man, a young gay person? To learn to fight. And I don't just mean like learn to fight. I mean, learn to fight. Learn to be a fighter. I am not advocating violence at all. So let's be clear about that. If you're gonna die, 
fight until you do. Because if you don't fight, you have no chance. I have fought for love. I'm an advocate. I respect too much the people who I am now one of those people who have been attacked in any way. You do such a disservice when you lie about things like this. Oh, do you? Do you, Justice Millier? Ah, uh, guys, I've messaged you. You gotta learn to fight. Like, for example, when you're trying to punch yourself in the balls, you really should stop yourself from punching yourself in the balls by punching yourself in the balls. That's the way to fight. That's the way to fight. Fight for love. Fight for love. And people are like, this guy's credible. He's so credible. Look at the emotion. It's written across his face. Look at that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay, then. <laughs> but he had to run the gamut of emotions in this Good Morning America ABC News interview with Robin Roberts. The gamut of emotion. There was tears. There was laughter. There was rage, pure visceral rage at the injustice of being attacked by two Nigerian guys you hired to attack you while holding a Subway sandwich. Jesse, tell us about the rage boiling within you. I'm pissed off. What is it that has you so angry? Is it the, the attackers? It's the attackers, it but it's also the attacks. Oh. It's like, you know, at first it was a thing of like, listen, if I tell the truth, then that's it, because it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Then it became a thing of like, oh, how can you doubt that? Like, how do you, how do you not believe that? It's the truth. Mm. And then it became a thing of like, oh, it's not necessarily that you don't believe that this is the truth. You don't even want to see the truth. No, as it turns out, it was the other thing where we didn't believe you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, it gets better because then you see writing his own lines here. He starts breaking into double negative territory, which is, uh, which is real solid stuff. Okay. Oh, I need to regain my composure while we play this clip. Go ahead. There is no doubt in your mind what motivated this attack. No. I could only go off of their words. Mm. I mean, who says empire, this MAGA country? You. You do that. You. Ties a noose around your neck. You, you and you. pours bleach on you. Mm, it was you. And this is just a friendly fight. I will yes. never be the man that this did not happen to. Mm. I am forever changed. He will never be the man this did not happen to. Never, no, never, and never in the know. Um, I can't admit. You know, he what was he? He doesn't know what was going through. Uh, he knows exactly what was going through his attacker's head. As it turns out, he knows precisely down to the nitty gritty. What was going on in the attacker's head? And yeah, that's that's real solid. So he trots this out, and the entire media just, they, they love it. They love it. Now, pretty quickly, the narrative starts to fall apart. We'll get to the narrative falling apart in, in a second. But first, you have to understand the overwhelming level of public support that you see immediately received from, like, the top people in America on the left. And it was universal. Universal. Nobody held back for more. I mean, this is not a shock. The entire left also still claims that Michael Brown 
was murdered by a police officer in cold blood. I mean, the, the entire left still claims that Kyle Rittenhouse is a racist murderer. So it's not a shock that they all jumped on top of it. But this one was so obviously stupid that you would have thought that maybe if they had like a sense, like a smidgen of self-preservation, that they might wait like this long to see if some of the details didn't pan out. Because it made no sense. It made no internal sense. MAGA guys on the streets of Chicago? I mean, like, what? And like attacking people while shouting about None of it made any sense at all. But they didn't wait. And you know the reason they didn't wait? Because when you're on the left, the great sin, the thing you will pay a price for is not commenting. If you were the person who didn't comment on this, then you were bad. Then the mob came after you because how dare you not believe it? How dare you not be the first to rush to a microphone? It, it demonstrates your lack of fealty to the racial cause not to jump on this and to, and to emote about it and to express your solidarity with Jizzy and hashtag justice for Jizzy. And so everybody rushed because again, that's the incentive structure on the left. There is no incentive structure on the left to wait for the actual facts or to put this, even if it had happened for a second, which of course it didn't, to put that in the context that racial that, that, that Wilford Riley puts it in, statistically speaking, about race crime stats. And no, nobody would, would ever try to contextualize this in terms of, is this a national representation of what life is actually like in America for black men? Nobody would attempt to do that because that would demonstrate lack of fealty to the cause. So your incentive structure was you needed to rush to a microphone, you needed to rush to Twitter, and you needed to sound off on how much you believed Juicy. And you had, to, you had to beat your breast over it. You had to talk about how it was a deep problem in America. It was indicative of just how evil America, and not only that, it was in the middle of the, the presidential race. It was indicative of Trump. It was all about Trump. In fact, the people wearing MAGA hats, that was probably Trump. It was probably Trump himself. He probably went to Chicago and chopped himself in half. So there were two of him. And then each half of Trump reunited and bam, attacked Juicy Smillier. But left him gripping in horror and rage. That Subway sandwich with too little rank tuna fish. We'll get to more of this in just one second. Because I'm honestly, this show needs to go on for like eight hours today. It's just, we're going to go from here to like the 2022 election just on this story because it's that good. We'll get to more on it in one second. First, if you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Here at Daily Wire, we've used Stamps.com since 2017. No more wasting our time. Whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS rates. Going to the post office instead of stamps.com, it's kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. If you're going up a couple floors, okay, I get it. But if you're, you know, going up 10 stories, you got to take the elevator. Stamps.com makes everything easier, makes everything cheaper. Save time and money this holiday season with stamps.com. Sign up with promo code Shapiro for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter promo code Shapiro. Okay, so... The entire left world mobilized immediately. You had Joe Biden, who rushed to Twitter to tweet out using two fingers, because that's how he'd do it. He tweeted out, what happened today to Jesse Smollier must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. 
We are with you, as you see. And um, I have good news. Homophobia and racism had no place on our streets because the attacker of Juicy Similier is going to prison. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris, when she wasn't trying to bail out rioters in the middle of the BLM riots, that, that would be just a little while later. This is, 20, this is January of 20, 2019. She tweets out, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. Well, not to Jesse, as it turns out. He was, he was not so kind or gentle to Jesse. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. By the way, this tweet is still up. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. It was an attempted modern-day lynching by Jesse Smollett against Jesse Smollett. Such lynchings have to end. Nancy Pelosi, who now has deleted this tweet, she tweeted, the racist homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is an affront to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. I pray that Jesse has a speedy recovery and that justice is served. May we all commit to ending this hate once and for all. Oh, so moving, so moving. Maxine Waters, who uh, has yet to find a race riot that she doesn't love, she tweeted out, Jesse is my friend, a very talented and beautiful human being. So she's wrong on both of those things. He is not talented and he is not a beautiful human being. It is so hurtful that homophobic haters would dare hurt someone so loving and giving of checks to Nigerian immigrants to beat him up. I'm dedicated to finding the culprits and bringing them to justice. I have some good news, Maxine. Her search was not in vain. She was dedicated, like O.J. Simpson, to finding the real killer. She was dedicated to finding the culprits and bringing them to justice. Jesse did not deserve to be harmed by anyone. Again, I have good news. He was not harmed by anyone, so that's good. Dedicated to finding the culprits and bringing them to justice. By the way, has Maxine Waters ever said this about, you know, an innocent black person killed by a black person, which is the vast majority of black people who are killed in this country? Because it turns out that intra-racial crime is significantly more common than inter-racial crime. Okay, and then um, there was Bernie. Bernie sounded off. We could do this all day, gang. I got all the receipts today. Bernie Sanders tweeted, The racist and homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is a horrific instance of the surging hostility toward minorities around the country. We must come together to eradicate all forms of bigotry and violence. Here's the thing. The supply of racism and bigotry in America is so low and the demand on the left is so high that even a completely false, ridiculous on its face story like this had to be treated as gospel truth by the entire left, top to bottom, side to side. I mean, everyone, everyone, any expression of doubt was tantamount to a form of heresy. Pete Buttigieg, he tweeted out, while the struggle for basic hate crime legislation continues here in Indiana, this horrible attack calls all Americans to stand against hatred and violence in all of its forms. I'd finish this tweet, but I'm on paternity leave. And then, of course, there was Kirsten Gillibrand, the, the, the one-time presidential candidate. I say one time because it literally was one time. It was like for a minute. She tweeted, this is a sickening and outrageous attack. And horribly, it's the latest of too many hate crimes against LGBTQ plus IAA. Backslash colon, little squiggly ding tilde over the N that, that turns Nina into Nina in Spanish. People and people of color. We are all responsible for condemning this behavior and every person who enables or normalizes it, praying for Jesse and his family. We are all responsible for condemning this behavior and every person who enables or normalizes it. Who has enabled or normalized this behavior, Kirsten Gillibrand? Who would enable or normalize race hoax behavior? Who? Who would do such a thing, Kirsten Gillibrand? 
Who? And then the irrepressible, the fresh, so fresh, so face, freshly McFace head, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, representative from Twitch. She tweeted, there is, no, there, is an, there is a headline from Entertainment Today that said Jussie Smollett has been hospitalized in Chicago after a possible homophobic and racially charged attack. And she said, there is no such thing as racially charged. This attack was not possibly homophobic. It was racist and homophobic. If you don't like what is happening to our country, work to change it. It's no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. Also, here I am, sugarcoating anti-Semitism. Uh, Rashida Tlaib sounded off as well. Uh, when one of the most famous black and gay men in America is not safe, the message is clearer than it ever has been. She was quoting an article from GQ. The dangerous lies spewing from the right wing is killing and hurting our people. Thinking of you, Jesse Smollett, and my LGBTQ plus IA plus LUY dollar sign neighbors. The dangerous lies is spewing from the right wing is killing and hurting. I feel like that was not the lie here, but you needed to tell it, didn't you? Didn't you? Okay, and then, of course, you had the activist groups. You had Color of Change, which issued a statement at the time saying that the attack was a reminder of the real violence black LGBTQ people face every day. Well, um, it's not a reminder so much of the real violence that they, they face every day as a reminder of the fake violence that they, hate, that, that they face every day because it turns out that he was lying and pretty obviously lying. Glad put out a statement at the time saying, Jussie's experience is sadly not unique in today's America. By the way, that's true. Race hoaxes happen on a fairly regular basis in the United States right now because the incentive structure is very much in favor of race hoaxes. This has been happening like a lot, in the, like shockingly a lot in the United States. This doesn't mean that there aren't hate crimes. It doesn't mean there isn't interracial crime, white on black. Although interracial crime, black on white is significantly more common. But the, the, race, the, the race hoax issue is a real issue. And pretending that it's not, is ignoring the state of play in the country. Okay, and then, of course, you had the entire celebrity class. So you had Ariana Grande, who tweeted out, what happened to Jussie makes me really effing sick to my stomach. I can't believe bleep like this is really still happening every day. I can't, I can't believe it either, because number one, it's not really happening every day, and also because it's not. So that. What kind of world? Question mark. Sending all of the healing energy slash love I possibly can and hoping for change. What can we do? Tell me and I'm there. Well, you could, you know, not help propagate a lie. Shonda Rhimes, she tweeted, we all have a responsibility to rise up against the ignorance and hate out there. If you know who did this to Jesse Smollett, report them to police. I'm on it. I'm on it. I know who did this to Jesse Smollett. Kerry Washington tweeted, dear God. Ah, ah. She stares up to the heavens, tears pouring down her face. Why? Oh God, why? Prayers and justice for Jesus Smollett. Uh, justice came for Jussie Smollett, but not in the form. Be careful what you wish for. Zendaya tweeted out, this is terrifying and heartbreaking. Please pay attention to what's happening here. Well, the problem is we kind of did. That was the problem in this story because Juicy probably thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll tell my tale. Maybe I won't even go to the cops and then it'll all be like I was a hero. And then everybody was like, well, you know, when you do that, we pay really close attention. And he's like, well, none. then you get the Homer Simpson gif of him just like backing into a bush. Reverend Al Sharpton, who uh, is always a plausible source when it comes to the veracity of interracial hate crimes. It's not like Al Sharpton, who still has a show on MSNBC. It's not like he actively propagated the lie that a Manhattan DA raped 
a, an underage black girl and then scrawled racial slurs on her in feces back in the 1980s. That'd be the Tawana Browley hoax. It, it, Al Sharpton would never be complicit in something like that. So I, I take his judgment. Really, like that, He has solid judgment on what is true and what is false when it comes to race hoaxes. He tweeted out at the time, the reported hate attack on my friend and brother, actor Jussie Smollett, is despicable and outrageous. The guilty must face the maximum. I come bearing glad tidings, Reverend Al. The guilty must face the maximum. Viola Davis tweeted, OMG, double exclamation point. This is why the LGBTQ plus IAOP, open bracket, close bracket, backslash, double quotation mark, carrot, little weird thing above the option button. This is why that community continues to fight to be seen and protected against hate. We all have to take this racist and homophobic attack to violence very personally. My arms are around you, Jussie Smollett. You are loved. Well, the good news for Jussie Smollett is that Jussie Smollett's arms were also around Jussie Smollett when Jussie Smollett was attacking Jussie Smollett in the middle of a hate crime against Jussie Smollett. Ellen DeGeneres tweeted about it. I'm sending him and his family so much love today. So much love. Cher's was pretty great. Cher tweeted out, the best thing about Cher's Twitter account is that she's so clearly drunk when she writes these tweets. Like the caps lock goes on and she's, you have to imagine when Cher tweets these things that the caps lock button goes on and she knows about halfway through the tweet that it's on. She's like, oh, emoji. So here's what she tweeted. Jussie Smollett, Empire actor, reportedly attacked in possible hate crime. NPR, villainy, racism. Homophobia promoted by most infamous clown, clown emoji. In world emoji is the poison that kills American flag, period. No space. White only is not right, period. American flag is purple of color, praying hands. GOP goes down with ship, digity, small digity. Ah, share. It's that sort of insight that, um, that makes you such a, a wondrous addition to America's political discourse. So you had the entire political infrastructure that came to uh, Jussie's defense. You had the entire entertainment infrastructure that came to Jussie's defense. You had prominent members of the media who were helping out. As it turns out, Don Lemon was texting with Jussie and telling Jussie that the police didn't believe him, which seems to be kind of a violation of journalistic ethics. You had places like GQ, writing articles titled The Racist Homophobic Attack on Juicy Smollier is America's Endgame. Endgame. And by the way, they didn't present it as an opinion piece. Originally, they presented it as just a journalistic piece. Then later, they were like, oh, yeah, it's an opinion piece. The editor's notes on this are pretty spectacular. The editor's note, 222. In the original version of this piece, GQ made two errors in editorial judgment. We failed to clearly present the post as an opinion piece. And we regret applying unfounded political motivations to then breaking news with the original headline. We have altered the headline. Juicy, update. Jussie Smollett was arrested. Update. The story is fast moving. We're keeping an eye on the news as it develops. Whoopsie doodle. But again, the entire piece is predicated on the idea that Juicy Smollett is representative of black men in America and gay men in America. And none of that is true. None of that is true. But that was the narrative. That's why they did this. If it were not a narrative story, it wouldn't matter. And by the way, it is important to remember that Juicy was part and parcel of the left-wing infrastructure. Okay, he was a very political actor. He was always political. And he kind of fell out of prominence because the Obamas were no longer in office. And so him hanging out with Michelle Obama just wasn't the same. But I mean, this is a guy who literally went dancing with Michelle Obama, right? 
is a person who is very political. I mean, here's some video of him dancing with Michelle Obama back in 2018. Ah, how the, how the mighty have fallen. Here he was dancing with Michelle Obama one year before he faked a hate crime against himself. By the way, it didn't, it, it wasn't just that he danced with Michelle Obama. As it turns out, at the time, Tina Chen's longtime friend was not surprised that the former Obama administration aide helped connect Jesse Smollett's family with a top Illinois prosecutor. Weeks before a grand jury indicted Smollett on the theory he falsely reported being the victim of a hate crime, relatives of the actor had expressed to Tina Chen concerns about the investigation by Chicago PD. Getting the right person to take those sorts of concerns seriously has been a hallmark of Tina Chen's career highlighted by a stint as then First Lady Michelle Obama's chief of staff. So she reached out, Michelle Obama's chief of staff, to prosecutors to try and work on behalf of Jussie Smollett. Chen said her contact with Kim Fox on behalf of Smollett's family was not intended to influence the case outcome. Oh, sure, it, it wasn't. Shortly after Smollett reported he was attacked as a family friend, I contacted Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox, who I also know from prior work together, she said. My sole activity was to put the chief prosecutor in the case in touch with an alleged victim's family who had concerns about how the investigation was being characterized in public. So um, that was how tied in Jesse Smollett was what, to, to, the, to the infrastructure here. Now, we have to go back to what exactly happened, what the timeline was, because honestly, it's, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful timeline. And then we'll get to the defense that Jussi tried to provide for his behavior. First, it's the Christmas and holiday season. It's time for gift givings and parties. For only a few more weeks, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. Give the gift to people of looking years younger. Treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare on planet Earth. You can see the fine lines, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, annoying dark spots. Yes, even a sagging jawline disappear before your eyes with GenuCell's classic collection. With its immediate effects, you can see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. So you really have nothing to lose. My wife, has been using GenuCell for a very long time. My mom uses GenuCell as well. You're guaranteed to get your GenuCell in time for the holidays since every product is made here in the good old USA. Order now. Get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment cleanser and toner makes the perfect stocking stuffer. Visit GenuCell.com right now. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com right now. Enter my special promo, Ben35, for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. Head on over to GenuCell.com. That is GenuCell.com. Go check it out right now. Alrighty, before we go further down memory lane and actually examine what happened that night as the police began to uh, investigate, because we have a full timeline, it's that glorious time of the week when I give a shout out to a Daily Wire member. Today, it's Justin Anderson on Instagram who sums up what many voters on the left are currently feeling. In the pick, Justin is sporting an American flag hat, clutching the world's greatest beverage vessel while out for an afternoon drive. The caption reads, cruising the internet, relishing the left's despair as they cry sweet tears of embarrassment and humiliation after slowly realizing that the sweet old man they thought they voted for turned out to be the worst president in American history. Nice work, libs. Thanks for the Tumblr, Real Daily Wire. Hashtag leftist tears Tumblr. Well put, well put. Thanks for the pick. Thanks for being a Daily Wire member. Also, the Biden administration's unconstitutional vax mandate not doing well in court. Not only has the OSHA mandate received a nationwide stay, but the U.S. Senate voted 52 to 48 against Joe Biden's federal mandate. The issue now goes to the House, who are probably going to just uphold the vax mandate, and then Biden can veto it anyway, which is why we can't leave a contentious issue up to the Biden administration. 
Instead, we've taken matters into our own hands, putting our own business at risk. We were the first in the nation to file suit against Joe Biden's authoritarian mandate. There will be many, many more. The onus is on us, the people, to try to fight back when they try to force our compliance. What we put in our bodies really should not be up to the government. Neither is how we spend our holidays, which Biden's winter COVID plan, he's hinting now that he kind of wants to shut down Christmas again. Anthony Fauci said that maybe we should actually put vax mandates on people before they fly domestically, which means that if you want to actually go see your members of your family, you either have to take a car or you have to vax if Anthony Fauci gets his way. You know, they, they kind of floated that as a trial balloon. We'll see if it happens. But this is clearly the direction they are thinking. Our collective voices have never been more important in the fight for freedom. Now's your chance to add your voice to the fight. If you haven't signed our petition against Biden's vax mandate, please head on over to dailywire.com slash do not comply and add your name. We should send an overwhelming message to this administration that we are not going to comply. We're trying to get to a million signatures. We're at about 800,000 signatures so far. We need your help to cross that finish line. So please sign the petition at dailywire.com slash do not comply. Share that petition with all your friends and family. Let's send a really loud and clear message. Also, Matt Walsh is now a best-selling children's book author. Actually, now that he's a best-selling children's book author, you're starting to see the Twitter activists upset because his book is at the top of the LGBTQ plus IAA plus minus exclamation point backslash emoji clown face bestsellers list. This is the work of bigots. You should not stand for this attempt to cancel an advocate for trans walrus like Matt Walsh. If you'd like to help support him in his mission to help the LGBTQ plus W community, Head on over to Amazon to reserve your copy right now. It's sold out within the first 24 hours of its release. You can get your hands on the next batch. That is shipping out soon. Johnny the Walrus. It's a magnificent tale of heroism and joy. It's about a young boy who pretends he's a walrus. And, uh, and then his mommy goes to yoga class and is told that, no, actually, Johnny is a walrus and you have to uphold his trans walrus identity. The book is hysterically funny. You should pick up a copy. Go get it right now. Head on over to Amazon. Reserve your copy of that masterpiece, Johnny the Walrus, today. You're listening to the largest, fastest-growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Alrighty, so now let's go through the actual timeline of what happened with Jesse because it's really, really funny. Okay, so 12.30 a.m. This is according to the Chicago Tribune. Smollier arrives at O'Hare International Airport on a flight from New York after a four-hour delay. At 12.49 a.m., Smollier called Abimbola Usandero told him the attack would take place at 2 a.m., at the corner of New and North Water Streets, a predetermined location. Minutes later, that guy's brother, Alabinju, ordered an Uber rideshare, which picks the brothers up at their Lakeview apartment and drops them in the 1400 block of North Wells Street. They hailed a cab, which took them to within three blocks of the meeting site. From 1.22 a.m. until 2.03 a.m., surveillance videos show the Usandero brothers on foot in an area bordered on the north by Illinois Street, south by the Chicago River, west to Columbus Drive, east to Lakeshore. 1.30 a.m., Smollett arrived at his apartment, 145, he left his apartment building to walk to a nearby Subway restaurant. Again, this is where the suspicious activity begins. 2 a.m., the Osendero brothers arrived at the intersection of New and North Water Streets, but Smollett was not there. They walked a quarter block north and waited near a bench. At 2.04 a.m., Smollett arrived and the attack was staged just outside the view of a nearby surveillance camera. He would later claim that two white men approached him, shouted slurs at him, struck him in the face, and poured an unknown substance on him before one of them wrapped a rope around his neck. While the 45-second incident occurs, an employee of nearby NBC News Chicago observed it and later tells police she heard nothing. Smollett also said he was on the phone with his manager at the time of the attack. And then after the attack, there was video evidence showing the brothers running away. And then they got into a taxi. And then they got out of the taxi at their apartment and walked north. At 2.27 a.m., Smollett's business manager, Frank Gatson, called the cops from the actor's apartment. 
Surveillance camera footage shows the actor still had the rope around his neck when he returned to the building, which is definitely what you do. When someone tries to get at you, you just keep that hanging around. I mean, why not? 242, officers arrived at Smollett's apartment building to interview him. They observed cuts and scrapes on his face and noticed a small rope around his neck. At Smollett's request, the officers turned off the body cameras. Of course, according to Chicago police spokesperson, Anthony Guglielmi, Smollett told the attackers that he told them the attackers yelled he was in mega country. And then he went to the hospital. And then 18 hours after the attack, he placed a five second call to one of the brothers. And, uh, and then a little bit later, uh, they placed a call back to Juicy Smollett. Okay, so that was, that was the actual timeline of, of what happened. I, I think that it is... I think it is necessary for us to just remind ourselves of how absurd this whole thing was. Within days of all of this coming out, Jussie Smilier's attorneys claimed that the reason that Jussie was attacked by two black men, not two white men, and that Jussie reported that it was two white men, that the reason that this happened is because maybe, maybe the two Nigerian brothers were wearing white face. Mm-hmm. The Osendairo brothers, what are the chances that that's the case, that he saw somebody with light skin? Well, you know, I mean, I think there's, obviously you can disguise that, you could put makeup on. There is actually, interestingly enough, a video, you know, I think police did minimal investigation in this case. It was, it took me all of five minutes to Google, you know, I was looking up the brothers and one of the first videos that showed up actually was one of the brothers in white face doing a Joker monologue with white makeup on. And so it's not, it's not implausible. Uh, no, actually, it's super duper pooper scooper implausible. I-, I love that we're so far down the America is racist rabbit hole that in order to prove America is racist, a black gay man had to fake an attack on himself by hiring two brothers from Nigeria and then have his lawyer claim on national television that it was two black people who dressed up as white people to attack him. Yeah, man, I, I feel like for all the people who say systemic racism is the, is the nature of, of all of the. Yeah, I-, I-, I have some questions. There's a great article by Kyle Smith over at National Review going through some of the details of the magic of the Jussie Smillier trial. It's titled Jussie Smillier, Funniest Trial Ever. Yep. Yep. He says, the prosecution made a case that was airtight, locked down, seamless as an egg. So what did Team Smollett do? They whined. There should be a mistrial because the judge had snarled and lunged at them. The judge missed the opportunity to say, I only snarl when my bushwa detector goes off like a Geiger counter at Chernobyl. And I can't very well lunge when I'm sitting at this desk. The defense lawyers asked for a directed not guilty finding, which was so sweet it was like learning an eighth grader had written to Emily Ratajkowski with an earnest proposal of marriage. (laughs) Smollett's publicist, called upon to testify by his side, noted that a celebrity whose earning potential depended on his face would not want to undergo any process that might significantly damage said face. Just so, cried America, because he didn't damage... His face. As for Smollett's pals testifying against him, they produced a $3,500 check Juicy had written them as an advance payment because the ringmaster of this flea circus was too dumb to understand that cash is the preferred payment method when doing stuff you don't want others to find out about. Lawyers tried to explain this was for nutritional tips. The supposed nutritional advisory siblings said no one had ever paid them more than $100 for such advice before. Also, they, uh, they were texting each other beforehand and they were using Uber. And um, yeah, it was, it was just a, a genius move all the way through. Framing the attack as an episode of homophobia opens up more questions than that Smollett can't answer. If the brothers were looking to attack a random gay person and had an irrepressible 2 a.m. urge to do so, why didn't they go to the gay neighborhood where one of them worked? Why are they hanging around over here? And uh, the answer is because it was, all, it was all bull. So 
here's the thing. By April of 2019, we all knew this was bull. And the media kept trying to proclaim that maybe it was true. Maybe it was true. But black comedians were having none of it. Tracy Morgan, April 2019, mocking all this. Like, I have to tell you, the, the, the woke white people are just the worst. Okay, I want to contrast something. So here is, here is Ellen Page. Okay, sorry, now, this is Elliot Page. Okay, this is when Elliot, Elliot was Ellen. Elliot is still a woman, but now has had some surgeries and is a trans man. This is when Elliot was Ellen and trying to present as a woman. America, we're in great shape. Here was, uh, here was Elliot, nay, Ellen Page. I'm going to say this is Ellen Page because at the time this was Ellen Page. Okay, so there's Ellen Page who was with Stephen Colbert, both of them agreeing that to even doubt Juicy Smilier's story demonstrated that you didn't take seriously the problem of gay black Americans or some such. We have a media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. This isn't a debate. It's a little of a debate. A little. And Stephen Colbert, he says, I agree. I agree. Because that's what matters. It's the agreement among the elites. So here's the thing. Why would you ever trust these people again? Why would you ever, ever, ever trust these people again? And you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because they're so full of it. They're full of it every, like at the very least, you should wait to draw a conclusion from any headline they report. 24-hour rule. Okay, wait 24 hours and see if any story they report bears elementary scrutiny. Because they'll report anything that backs their narrative, even a story as ridiculous as Juicy Smilier's. And honestly, I'm just happy to be living in a country where people who conspire to commit an attack on a gay black man by other gay black men, hired by the original gay black man, where those people go to prison where they can share a cell with the gay black man because they're the same human. Alrighty, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. First, you can't forget to end your week by checking out The Andrew Clavin Show. Drew's show is every Friday. As always, he has an exciting and romantic evening planned for you. So head on over to dailywire.com at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, and tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Wydowski. Associate producer, Bradford Carrington. Host producer, Justin Barber. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Claven Show. You know, some people are depressed because the Republic is collapsing, the end of days is approaching, and the moon's turned to blood. But on The Andrew Claven Show, that's where the fun just gets started. So come on over to The Andrew Claven Show and laugh your way through the fall of the Republic with me, Andrew Claven. <laughs> 